Welcome to Your Food Looks Funny. I am Marcus T, and today's episode is For the Love of Cheese. I'm not eating that. Alright, welcome back for another week. This is my do-over for this one because I just tried to do it and messed up. But bear with me here. So today we have another special guest. Last week, if you listened, I had my cousin Denise, aka Nikki, on the episode talking about the challenge. This week, I have her sister. It's a full family affair around here. Uh, Davina, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Hello, everyone. I am Davina, and I'm Marcus's first cousin, a.k.a. his big sister. (laughs) That is correct. Like I said last week, there are about 40 of us. 40. We are all very close. We are not those kind of cousins that mention each other, and y'all might live next door to each other, and you've never seen their cousin before. We lived around the corner for each other uh, for a long time. But uh, like she said, we are like siblings. And like everyone else that I bring on this show, we eat. So we will be talking about some foods today. Like I mentioned about cheese in the intro tomorrow, which is today or yesterday or whatever day you're listening, is National Cheese Lovers Day as in January 20th. They have a national food holiday for everything. And when I say everything, let me just tell you this stat right off the beginning. Here we go. There are 18 cheese-related holidays throughout the year. Did you know that? I did not. A little quick research, a Google search. I have the calendar of food holidays pulled up at all times. 18. I said 18? 18. That's pretty cheesy. This year might be constipated, but 18 (laughs) cheese-related holidays. Is there a cheese favorite that you have? I'll have to say macaroni and cheese, of course. Is there a certain flavor that you prefer in your macaroni and cheese? You know, I used to be a Velveeta person. But just something that's just, I don't really have a special, like, specific cheese that I need in macaroni and cheese. I just want it to be cheesy and creamy. So, yeah, I think my sister, she really has, like, knocked the macaroni and cheese out the park. I don't know what kind of cheese she used, but when she makes it, it's just always perfect. And I would make macaroni and cheese, but it never would come out quite as good as hers. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I do like macaroni and cheese. And, you know, every once in a while, you just want the good old nachos and cheese or something like that. Mm. I guess I'm not too picky about what kind of cheese I eat. You remember when they had the, what was that, burger, Gouda cheese? From where? I think it was Wendy's. Didn't they have a burger with Gouda cheese or something? I think they've had just about every cheese on a Wendy's burger you can imagine. Right. At first, I wasn't too fond of it, but it was okay. It was okay. As far as, like, cheeses, I guess I'd just stick to the normal kind, like mozzarella, American, provolone, um, you know, the different blends you get from the the grocery store. Mm -hmm. I have not – I've seen the the cheese (laughs) that kind of have a little mold on them. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I don't even know the name of it. It's like a white cheese. It has this mold. Come on, like, blue no. cheese? I, I guess it, well, I definitely don't do blue cheese. I just don't like the taste of it. I don't like the taste of it. Really? Um, but yeah, the, the cheese that don't look right, <laughs> it's hard for me to eat. <laughs> I'm not eating that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Mm-mm. I completely understand. <laughs> I was that way for a long time. It took me 
going to culinary school and working with so many different kinds of cheeses to get past that point. Because if I weren't in the industry, there's no way I would get past looking at some of the cheeses that I've seen. Some of it, you just got to eat sight unseen to be able to get it down. I'm with you. I, you mentioned blue cheese, and I know a lot of people don't like blue cheese. They can't get past the look, and even if you, they can, they still don't like the taste of it. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of blue cheese with my wings, number one. And then uh, a little fact on Well, l- let me segue right into this. So a little bit of science, science, science. So with the basics of cheese, I had to do some research on how it's made because I can't remember if I've made it or not. But it's basically taking milk. It either sours or coagulates. You take the casein protein and separate it. So it's the curds and the whey. You take the solid okay. part, you preserve it with salt and a bunch of other factors that go into making it different kinds of cheese. That's how you get cheese. But the fact that blue cheese is moldy, it's it's like a blatant slap in your face, like you know it was bad. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, this is what y'all serving us? Who came up with this? Who decided that this was okay to serve me blue cheese? And then my three favorites. So I went to a list of healthier cheeses. And the three highest in sodium were probably my three favorites. I said, you're trying to give me high blood pressure. You know I love these. Parmesan, blue cheese, and cheddar. Three of the highest in sodium per serving. I said, oh, thanks. Great. Blue cheese has high in sodium? Yep. Wow. Yep. The lower ones were like mozzarella, Swiss, um, cottage cheese. I was like, I'm not eating those. I'm not eating that. You got to be kidding me out here. Yeah, I don't do cottage cheese. I, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, that's that's one of those. I, first of all, I think I just had it for maybe the first or second time in my life, like a, a couple mm-hmm. months ago. I had it with like some peach preserves or something in it. It was still disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't do cottage cheese. Mm-mm. The same like um, with sour cream, too. I know that's not a cheese, but. Cottage cheese, sour cream, blue cheese, like mm-mm. all those little topping things. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't. Condiment type dressings, no. So are you you just not big on condiments at all? Yeah, I like condiments. Okay. Um, usually I stick to the same thing, you know, like uh, barbecue sauce, of course, and, you know, um, ketchup, mustard. When I was growing up, I don't remember eating a lot of mustard because I just didn't like, I guess, the look of it and kind of the smell. But mm-hmm. now, mustard goes very well with different things. Mm-hmm. And my mom used to make um, fried egg sandwiches and squeeze mustard on it. And I thought that was really good. <laughs> I'll pass there. I, w- I would hit the I'm not eating that, but I've already hit my quota for this episode, so... <laughs> Nah, I'm already not a big fan of eggs. I'm definitely not putting mustard on it. Oh, yeah. A toasted bread with a fried egg sandwich with a little bit of mustard? Yeah, that's good. Mm, not for me. No. Not for me. <laughs> uh, circling the background to the cheese, you mentioned macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, with another national food holiday coming that I did not mention, and we're not going to get too deep into it because I'll go way too far down the rabbit hole, with National Southern Food Day. Macaroni and cheese is a staple in the Southern family-raised household. We were raised in Ohio, but by parents and grandparents who rooted from Mississippi, so we understand this. How many cheeses is too many in a macaroni and cheese? Um, I think we talked about this before. (laughs) 
You were saying that seven was way too many. Three is enough. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and when I, I thought back on it, when I make my macaroni and cheese, I haven't made it in a long time now. I don't think I use, I think I use like just three. Mm-hmm. I have like a shredded cheese, a Velveeta and um, some kind, cause I like spice. Mm-hmm. So I'll put a jalapeno in there, some kind of jalapeno. Nice. Either it's a slice or um, the slices of jalapeno um, cheeses or something like that. But I, I always like spicy. Like I'm, I'm a fan of spicy cheeses too. Yeah. I'm with you there. We did talk about this like Friday. Somebody on Facebook had put eight cheeses in their macaroni and cheese. Eight. Ocho. You can't possibly taste every single cheese, you know? That was my exact response to this person. <laughs> um, I only had one, because per- I, I had to repost it. I had to repost it to see if I was just not seeing every viewpoint of this. And uh, one of my boys down in Atlanta, Chef Dana, shout out to Chef Dana for Divine Visions Catering. He said he uses like six or seven, but it's not based off of the taste. He uses certain cheeses for the texture. So taking me all the way back to episode one, I I gave him the pass, but nobody else could give me a legitimate reason why they needed eight cheeses in their macaroni and cheese. Yeah. It sounds like a waste of money to me. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, Macaroni and cheese dishes are getting way more expensive these days. Tell me what cheese is going up. Like it's wow, that's very true. That's eight cheeses. That's a lot of money. Yes, that's a lot of money. What are the chances that you go in the grocery store and they don't have like three of the eight you're looking for? <laughs> that's what I'm looking at. I'm like, you looking for eight cheeses? They got to be out of something. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Like if I go shopping for an eight cheese mac and cheese, they they would know. They probably would know my name in the store. Like, oh, here come Marcus. Get them cheeses ready. (laughs) We ain't stocked up yet. It ain't Tuesday. Right. I wonder were they using like the the fresh cheeses from the deli or from just a prepackaged negative. Nah, they they using. I don't know too many people that are using unpre shredded cheese for eight cheeses. If you shredding, or even if you get the deli to shred, like, they would be tired of you coming in there. Yeah. <laughs> you need how many? You need all of them shredded? Nah. Right. We can't do that. We don't do that here. Come on. So, I I like shredding my own cheese by hand. So, two is my max. I'll use a cheddar or a smoked cheddar and Gruyere, and I'll hand shred them myself. But I'm not shredding eight cheeses. I'm not using eight cheeses. I don't want to look at eight cheeses unless they're just in a picture somewhere <laughs> that's too much yeah that is yeah. too much to say the least um, too much o- work other than cheese i don't want to lean too far into cheese i know somebody lactose intolerant probably turned this off a long time ago <laughs> but we'll get into the other two of the picky three questions because one of those picky three questions was kind of the topic for today which was the nearest food holiday and do you eat it so you eat it to a certain capacity you love macaroni and cheese I think you said before we started recording that you would prefer to use Velveeta in your macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Always a winner. It, it's not really that big of a fan favorite all the time, and a lot of professional cooks and chefs will look down on you for using it, but you can't argue with what it does for a good cheesy dish. Right. I just stopped buying it because the price of it went up so high. I was like, I could just go buy regular cheese for this. 
like eight dollars a block. I'm like eight dollars. It is. Yep. <laughs> you got the yeah. the premium gluten free. What what are y'all selling? They throw a tag on anything nowadays. All right. Yeah, it makes you think. What's in it? How is it like? Why is it going up so much? Right. That's what I want. Exactly. So we'll get into question two. What's a food that you absolutely won't eat or don't like that most people do? Probably seafood, like shrimp and crab legs and lobster and all that stuff that come from the ocean. Mm. Yeah, that's a negative for me. Oh, yeah. And when people say, like, you don't eat shrimp, I'm like, no, I don't. Like, I, I can't. I don't know what it is. It's like going back to your first episode the texture mm. it's got to be the texture like the way you bite it and it kind of pops i don't like that um my husband eats all that stuff like all the seafood stuff and it's just so it kind of like grosses me out <laughs> just watching him eat it because mm. he'd be so into it and breaking the crab legs and all that stuff you know who really introduced me to crab legs was uncle benny oh of course just me too um a buffet and he just wanted to you know take me out to his buffet eat these crab legs <laughs> i was really trying <laughs> i was like i can't do it i'm sorry he you know he was really trying to root me on and telling me what to do and i was like i cannot do this right <laughs> <laughs> i can't do this anymore <laughs> it was that texture and I don't know. It, and then uh, you put it in butter and all this stuff. I was like, I can't do it. The butter is not working for me. Uh, and even being down here in San Antonio, they talk about um, they have the crawfish or crab boil or whatever. And we got introduced to it and invited, I should say, invited to a, um, to a house that was having crab boil type thing. I cannot do it. They were like, oh, you don't eat um, lobster or whatever they had crawfish. What they have? Crab legs. I think that's what theirs was. You don't eat crab legs? I was like, no, I don't. And they said, oh, you can just eat the vegetables. I still can't eat the vegetables. <laughs> I, it's that it's that fishy, like, ocean, whatever taste. Right. It was like, oh, it's just the season. I was like, I can't do it. Like, just give me a salad. That's fine. I'll right. just do a salad. I couldn't do it. I don't know what it is. Like, the crawfish, uh-uh. I'm turned off by it, and... Just the shrimp, the simple thing of shrimp, though, you would think, everybody eats shrimp? Not me. I can't do shrimp either. I used to pick off my husband's plate when he had fried shrimp. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll just take one because they look so pretty. They right. do. They look so pretty when they're fried and especially the little butterflies and all that. But I used to eat, like, maybe one, but definitely not going to the restaurant ordering a plate full of shrimp no and if it wasn't breaded absolutely not i was not tasting it <laughs> no way jose i'm completely with you i've i've opened up more to certain seafoods and a little background on this if people haven't heard in other episodes so we're from north ohio so we're right on lake erie right next to the water we're not near a, a coastal bay so we don't have like scallops shrimp mussels all that kind of stuff we got fish that's what we got we got fish they don't pull nothing else out of lake erie except for tires and shoes fish that's what we got do you eat fish let me start there i do okay <laughs> from lake erie right 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 <laughs> so we need it perch walleye simple something from lake erie is eatable but once you start expanding a little bit too far out i'm 
I'm not big on shellfish at all. So we went down to New Orleans a couple of years ago, and everybody was like, you got to have grilled oysters. You got to have grilled oysters. I said, I bet I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. And we was down there for four or five days. I bet I didn't touch a single oyster <laughs> in that entire time. No, no. I can't do it. Uh-uh. Nah. I'll pass. Oysters. I'm like, I, I actually started eating salmon because I was not a salmon eater. Mm-hmm. Not until probably when I got married because my husband is a big seafood eater trying to try different foods. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were on this like health kick for a little bit, just eating like protein and vegetables, trying to taste different fish. So I ended up eating salmon and Another thing about fish, I am picky with fish. I didn't used to eat like catfish or anything like that, but now I do. But the skin on the fish, mm-hmm. like, you know, the skin part, if I see that, I would not eat the fish. I don't know what it is, but I can't do it. Like, you know how you used to, when we had fish fries back in the day and they wouldn't take that skin off, mm-hmm. like I would try to pick around the actual meat and throw the skin away because that would turn me off. I don't know what it is. It would just turn me off. Probably because I used to watch them gut the fish and everything. That And then you put it in a fryer and it's like, I just saw him alive. Right, right. <laughs> so for a while, I could, I, well, still to this day, I don't, if it's, if it still has the skin on it, I'm probably not going to eat it. So I have to like pick through it in order to get it down. You brought up a very good point there that I don't know if a lot of people realize. I I know they'll have shows and different documentaries about how animals are treated when they're killed and butchered and all that stuff. So people will get turned off from eating beef and pork and stuff from seeing how the animals were treated. But most people don't actually get to see that often or unless you're hunting. So if you hunt and you hunt a deer or something, you have to field dress it and cut it out there. That's different. But most people will see a fish get gutted and you know scaled or whatever in their lifetime but you won't see cows and pigs and stuff so people continue to eat beef and all this other stuff but they won't touch fish because they see it and I'm one of those people because I had to go out with Aunt Rhea all the time early in the morning and then catch these fish and then I was I didn't want to touch it so once it once I reeled it in it was her job to take it off the hook and do whatever she needed to do because I ain't touching it because all that flopping and stuff, I get antsy, and I end up in the water with the rest of the fish. And at that time, I couldn't swim, so that wouldn't have been good for me. I'm right with you on the seafood. I'm not big on it. I can I can do skin now. Salmon, I'm a huge fan of, as long as the flavor variations are changed up a lot more often. Because certain people will just grill it or cedar plank or just sear it and keep it really basic. Jazz it up for me. Give me give me some change of direction because seafood, like you said, it just all, all I taste is ocean most of the time. Give right. me something else. Stop throwing Old Bay on everything seafood wise. Right. <laughs> I've never been a huge fan of seafood, and I thought I would have been. Side note: Have you tried out the recipe that I have on the website for salmon? For the salmon? No, I haven't. Okay, that might be a good one for the challenge there. Okay. Anybody else, if you're hearing this for the first time on yourfoodlooksfunny.com, we do have a couple recipes up there. One for an herb lemon chicken and another one for maple and mustard glazed salmon. Check those out when you get a chance. They're pretty good. I made them myself and did the food photography. I got nothing but time. Nothing 
what time? <laughs> I did want to try that chicken herb one, though. That looks really good. It's good stuff. It's definitely good for summer. Last question. What is the last new food that you tried? Probably Brussels sprouts. Yeah. You're a little late to the train on that one, huh? Yeah. And I think because my mom didn't cook that stuff. Mm-hmm. She even said that, too. Recently, she because I'm we cook a lot. I cook a lot of vegetables now. She said to me, "Where you where'd you learn how to cook all these vegetables? Because growing up, I didn't cook all this stuff like this." And she didn't like she didn't she wasn't cooking fresh meal like she would cook something, doctor it up, and then we have a meal type thing. Me cooking fresh vegetables or steaming something. I saw a recipe to. For Brussels sprouts, you just put it in the, you kind of fry them a little bit. Mm-hmm. I guess saute them. That's what they did. They, that's what they did. It was um, saute them. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. Well, it didn't quite turn out the way <laughs> it was supposed to. <laughs> but, and then you always hear about, you know, back in the day, the shows and stuff, the kids on TV never wanted to eat the vegetables and Brussels sprouts was like the one that they definitely didn't want to eat. Mm-hmm. And um, I think from that stigma, we, I just never had them really. I always heard they smell and all this stuff. Well, I cooked them and everybody loved them. They were good. It's just, of course, they're just a small baby cabbage. Right. But, um, and we love cabbage. Like I, I cook cabbage all the time. But Brussels sprouts, I just never took that avenue to actually prepare it or incorporate it into our, our dinner meal. It will, it will be back on. Like I will try it again. I'll try it <laughs> Try to make it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though, I mean, it had good flavor and everything. I think it's supposed to be a little crunchy, right? This one, it ended up being kind of soggy. Yeah. Um, kind of soft, too soft, I think. But the flavor was really good. It was just the texture, I guess. It wasn't where I thought it should be. But yeah, Brussels sprouts. Yeah, with well, most of your vegetables, you still want some life left in them. Certain people are turned off by texture, which we've highlighted plenty of times on this show but i like i like crunching my vegetables especially with brussels sprouts the trend over the past couple of years it might be fading out now i don't know but on our menu we deep fried them so we deep fried them so they were crispy and then the leaves start to kind of separate and then the latest recipe we had was we tossed them in honey sriracha bacon and blue cheese and i know you don't like blue cheese but it, it's a good balance of sweet spice and salt and we also had one that we did with sherry wine vinegar and mustard and some honey. It was pretty good, too. <laughs> That's funny you said cherry wine vinegar because I just had a recipe for that. And I didn't have cherry wine vinegar, so I am my mother's child. Hmm. I just used improvised. <laughs> hmm. I ended up using, like, Italian dressing because just a little bit. Because I didn't want to use plain white vinegar because mm-hmm. I was like, That's going to be too potent. And so I was like, I'll just use um, just a little bit of Italian dressing. I was making chicken tacos and the cucumber to put it over the cucumber because I was using cucumber and shredded carrots. Mm-hmm. And I cooked the carrots. That came out good. I actually like that. Like a shredded carrots that's just cooked, kind of sauteed a little bit. That mm-hmm. is really good. I don't know what it is about it, but it's good. Just kind of toss the cucumbers in the Italian dressing. Because I didn't have their cherry red wine vinegar. Right. Yeah. A lot of times vinegar is interchangeable unless it's going to be, like like you said, you were tossing it on vegetables. So you might taste it a little bit more, but 
if, if you're putting vinegar in something that's going to be cooked down or whatever, it usually doesn't matter um, oh, okay. unless it's something really, really strong or distinct, like you're making an Asian dish and you're using rice wine vinegar or something. Other than that, mm -hmm. white apple cider, red wine, whatever, just interchange them. Just add a little bit more or less if you don't want it to be as strong. Hmm. Okay. Uh, a funny story about that. My wife would always call me when I was at work. And she would ask me about certain ingredients. She'd be like, I don't see such and such in the cabinet. Like, oh, here's an example. She wanted to make something, yams or something, and she needed brown sugar. So she was like, we don't have any brown sugar. Can you pick up some something? I was like, we don't have any brown sugar at the house? And she was like, no. I said, okay, well, we have white sugar, right? She was like, yeah. I was like, don't we got molasses in the cabinet? She was like, uh, yeah, I think it's in here. I was like, okay, well, we have brown sugar. She was like, no, we don't. I said, brown sugar is just molasses and white sugar. She was like, oh, it is? I was like, lesson learned right there. <laughs> Everything has some other kind of solution to it. And even if you don't have brown sugar, it's okay, people. Just right. use the white. Yeah. I think I got off the yam train recently just because I watched a couple people make them on these Facebook videos, you know, they'd be going extreme. So somebody had the five pound bag of sugar in their hand and they were <laughs> dumping like two cups in there and then they just kept pouring. I was like, hey, 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 hey. Wow. Reel it in. I'm feeling, <laughs> getting warm from diabetes out here. <laughs> you know, what's really good along the lines of a sweet potato is, uh, or yams, um, acorn squash. Mm -hmm. Those, I, I really like that. And I, Again, my mom would look at it like, when did you start eating that? Because, you know, she she didn't cook like that. Right. I was like, you know, I just was trying different things. Just like she used to always make, what is it? The yellow and zucchini, yellow squash and right. zucchini and onion. And when Darius and I were actually dating, he would come over and she would just make it up for him. And I'm like, that is so disgusting. <laughs> it, it used to turn me off so much. I guess she used to cook it all the way down and stuff, but they would be killing it. And I'm and not until I got older, married, trying to find different vegetables, different foods, I started cooking it myself. And how I started is I started like I cut them in like a little coin and put them in the oven and pour some like Parmesan cheese on it. Mm. <laughs> kind of baked them a little bit. And that's how I really started eating squash. And then after that, I ended up starting to saute it and stuff like that. But, yeah, I I just didn't like the way it looked. It was all mushy and mm -mm, it was a turnoff. But now I'll eat it. I'll even steam it sometimes. And it's not as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, certain things hit like that. And it, it may take you a while to adjust to them. I'm, we use yellow squash in like almost every medley we had at work at some point. So I got sick of looking at it. But uh, butternut squash, whenever we get a chance to use that, I like it. I use it in, um, I make a sweet potato pound cake. So one day I, I didn't have enough sweet potato, so I cut in butternut squash. I was like, oh, this still works. So I'm actually about to try to make a pasta here soon. I'm going to use pureed squash as like, it'll look like macaroni and cheese, but the sauce will actually be butternut squash. Oh, wow. Yeah. Trying to give up the almighty cheese. And uh -oh. with that said, we've come full circle back around the cheese. Anything else you have to say about cheese or foods you just don't like in general i guess uh another food would be mushrooms oh my god i still can't get that down i think we're gonna dedicate a full episode to that and i'll bring it oh, I'll, yeah i will bring you back on for it i'll I write that down 
right now because I have a love-hate relationship with mushrooms. But Mm-mm. other than that, anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, thank you for coming out. I had a great time as usual. I love bringing family on. Some of my favorite people to talk to because I don't have that many friends. I really don't. I'm not lying. Uh, check out yourfoodlooksfunny.com. Donate to the show. Check out the merchandise. Listen to all the old episodes. See you guys next week. <laughs>